All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Fight, liberty, and the If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. The Big Nick. Welcome back to The Big MIG. I am your host, Lance Miliacho. As always, the loyal George Ballantine, my co-host at my side. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Big Big Mafia. We love you guys. Uh, man, we've got a big show. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza, uh, an incredible filmmaker. Uh, man, he, his body of work is deep. I had no idea until I, I really started doing the research. Um, you guys know, you know what's going on. You know when you come to this show, it's tip of the spear. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. We are trying to unify the country one episode at a time, educating the country. We try to bring you the best guests and the best content available from the people in the movement that matter. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, seaofmud.com, Patriotic Apparel, America first company holidays are right around the corner head over there and get something for your liberal family members or your non-liberal <laughs> family members it's always a good conversation piece to hit them with a 47 shirt or a Trader Joe mug uh, also just want to thank old glory uh, American Pilsner a great crisp Pilsner if they don't carry it at your liquor store ask them to they're out of Tennessee we appreciate their support for our show George, yes, wow. sir. I know you're excited about this show. You were talking about it all day today. I am. I am. I mean, listen, from all his prior books, and then when 2,000 Mules came out, the work and dedication put into that, and it was just mind-boggling. And then we, when we went to the pit to get to, got to meet Greg Phillips and Catherine, I mean, I wish he was there. He wasn't. He was busy doing his um, always hard-working man. But, you know, the man's uh, he's, he's definitely a patriot and a hero. There's no, there's no questions about it. 20 books with the new AI, it, it would still be impressive, but 20 books prior to AI, it's unbelievable. I can't imagine the amount of time that that took. Uh, so he's a best-selling author, award-winning filmmaker. He, you know, his political documentaries, a lot of people know about 2,000 Mules, and obviously they know about Police State, but Obama's America and America, Imagine a World Without Her, uh, you know, and among these, from my understanding, he's got three of the most uh, uh uh, profitable uh, documentaries in the political genre out there yet. We're going to try to get some numbers from him, but he may be, he may not give them to us, but we'll ask anyway. Uh, he grew up in Mumbai, India, and, and, and legally came here to the United States in 78 as an exchange student. He attended Dartmouth College, graduated Phi Beta Kappa. He was a domestic policy analyst at the Reagan White House, which I did not know about. I wonder if he had some interaction with Roger Stone back then. Uh, also a scholar at think tanks such as American Enterprise Institute, and the Hoover Institution of Stanford. Lance. So like I said, he's written 20 books. He's got this new feature film. He's teamed up with his wife to produce a daily podcast. I don't know how he has time. I have to tell you, I'm trying to figure out how he gets all this packed into one day. We're going to ask him how he's so good about managing his time. So uh, he worked with in 2022, which is one of the big ones you guys all know about. Uh, True the Vote, he teamed up with them, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht. That's where the 2,000 Mules uh, documentary uh, came from. It was their brainchild. I love the documentary. It was obvious that he was over the target. Uh, and then, of course, now here we are with Police State. George, let's play the trailer for Police State, and then let's bring Dinesh in right after that. You got it. Coming up. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represented extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach 
We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. It took a battering ram to my door. No! 6 a.m., I hear boom, boom, boom. And hear about six to eight military-style soldiers with the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head fbi we have an arrest warrant shock you out of sleep drag you out of your house half clothes refuse to give you a warrant ransack your house now i'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech i had no reason to be attacked i hope that you remember matt's name and the role you played in killing him how did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going to expand the Bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply. When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown. We are going to drain the swamp. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. Google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so that they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins. You take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop. You take that out and you put in January 6th. It's the replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media. They're not just deplatforming you. They are trying to throw people in prison. If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Hands on your head! These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech! Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Police State. Exclusively in theaters, October 23rd and 25th. Tickets sold only on policestatefilm.net. Just the music makes you go Lance, I want to say something. I just, and I realized this while you're, we're going over through Dinesh's bio. He's my five that a Kappa brother. Yes, sir. I'm also yeah, five that a Kappa. Yep. Part of that. Let's bring him in just like that. Hold on. I'm going to get him in. There he goes. Welcome, Dinesh DeSouza, everybody, to the Big Meg Show. Hello, sir. Thanks, guys. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your crazy busy schedule. Uh, I don't know how you do it. I have to be honest. I'm impressed. We watch you from afar. We've been following each other for a while on the social media platforms. And I'm even more impressed because I have to be honest, I didn't realize how many things you had done uh, during your lifetime. Your body of work is unbelievable. You had a prominent career as an author, scholar, public intellectual, political activist, social media influencer, You've got millions of followers on all the platforms. You're, you're, you're an award-winning filmmaker at this point. You've had best-selling books. I mean, you created three of the top 10 highest-grossing political documentaries ever made. How do you jam it all in? I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, my, my career has gone in, in, in sort of a couple of phases. I started out, uh, I was in the Reagan White House. I was lucky to be, uh, to be in there in my 20s. Uh, it gave me a window into the way government is organized. And uh, then I began my career as a kind of a think tank scholar in, uh, in a couple of prominent think tanks. And I, I started writing books. So giving uh, writing books, giving speeches, being at a think tank, I was kind of in the quasi-academic world and, and writing mainly for a sort of intellectual type of audience. Um, now, in 2012, I almost by kind of accident uh, decided to go into documentary films. In fact, somebody challenged me. They're like, well, your books should, you know, should reach more people. And I'm like, well, there are only so many people in the country who, who buy a hardcover book. 
Uh, and then the guy who was talking to me, a friend of mine, he goes, well, how do you reach a million people? Two million, five million. I go, well, then you got to be like Michael Moore because Michael Moore had made Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah. He had dropped it in the middle of the 2004 campaign. I'm like, that's the way to reach a larger number of people than you'll ever find in a line to, to you know, get your book signed at Barnes & Noble. So I got the idea of doing a documentary film. I did my first one in 2012. Now, it was it was a mixed blessing because on the one hand, it was massively successful, made $33 million in the box office. Uh, it was a big success on uh, in downloads and DVDs. But five weeks later, the FBI was banging on my door because the film was very critical of Obama. And I believe he just unleashed his attack dog, namely Eric Holder, on me. Uh, but subsequently, I've now done, I think the new one, Police State, is my seventh documentary film. So I've been at it now for about a decade and I'm really enjoying this new genre of filmmaking. Yeah, you're, 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 you, you've obviously been over the target for a while. Uh, I'm impressed by it and what you've exposed during the time period that I've got to know you. You know, what caused you? I'm curious because obviously you came here legally, you immigrated, uh, chasing the America dream. How did you become so red-pilled and woke? Was it the Reagan era? Was it something prior to that? Did your immigration play a role in that journey? Well, I do think that I came as a wide-eyed immigrant. I was astonished by the abundance of America, the upward mobility of America. You know, remember, I came with $500 in my pocket. And, and I've sort of built a life in America on top of that. And so I, I saw America in very kind of uh, glowing terms, the American dream. I wrote books called things like, one of my books is called What's So Great About America? And, um, and until about 10 years ago, I saw American politics and idealistic uh, framework. It's sort of two rival visions of what America should be. You put them before the American people, the American people decide which one is better, but then when I had my case, and my case had to do with the fact that I donated money to a college friend of mine whom I had known for 20 years who was running for office in New York. And I did it in a well-intentioned way, but I exceeded the campaign finance law. Normally a technical violation, you get a warning or a small fine, but I found myself facing the full weight of the federal government. Why? Because this came on the heels of my movie, very critical of Obama. And they were trying to, I mean, I realized sitting across from the lawyers at the SDNY, the Southern District of New York, if they could have locked me up for 20 years over this trivial offense, they would have done it. And that was very eye-opening for me because I was like, whoa, American politics is gangsterized to a degree that I had not previously suspected. So if there's anything that kind of red-pilled me in the sense of waking me up to the actual situation facing America, kind of this other America that I had not experienced until then as an immigrant, it was my own case where I saw with my own eyes that I was dealing with thugs with badges. Yeah, the corruption in Washington, D.C. is incredible. This weaponization of the different agencies, whether it's the DOJ, whether it's the FBI, the CIA, Department of Homeland Security, we have seen it actually increase even to a whole new level, which is why your film is so timely. But it's incredible that so many Americans don't realize how simple it is to be in the same situation you're in. They aren't really, uh, they don't understand it until they've experienced it. Uh, there's no doubt that the way that our uh, Department of Justice operates with rules for thee and not for me, uh, I mean, everything from uh, insider trading that's never, you and I, insider trade, we'd be looking at long prison sentences, but yet our congressional members do it with ease and frequency that just should be uh, not allowed. Uh, the, the, the fabrication of evidence. I mean, finally, today, they released the J6 videos to the public. Did they release all of them? I have no idea. But when you think about how long that took, they don't want to give us the information on the execution of Kennedy by the CIA. They don't want to release the rest of the information on 9-11. They hold back on that information because they're worried about the impact on how what their participation level was, right? It's crazy. But now, you know, the attacks... Besides that attack, since you've, and obviously 2,000 Mules was so damaging to the narrative that they had promoted across the United States. You know, George, we had many conversations with Greg Phillips, you can remember, at the pit. Yes. We talked about the consequences, and we saw it there. Even at the pit, there were federal agents that had infiltrated that event, and they were spying on us right there, taking names, taking lists. 
Uh, George, you had some interaction that you saw. If you want to just voice that for a minute. I mean, the corruption that we've seen through our videos is astronomical. And, you know, I just want to say thank God that the liberals didn't get a hold of you in college and turn you into a liberal. I mean, thank God you're on our side, <laughs> seriously. Because, you know, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the schools you went to, it's so much more liberal. And even being Phi Theta Kappa, too, that's more of a liberal sense with them, too. But, you know, listen. Well, our biggest you know, thing is what is like, what's our, what's the next step? I mean, you give someone evidence, you have the proof and, and we're just like stuck right now. And you, well, you said gangsters. And, I, and you know who um, Cash said it best, government gangsters, because that's what they are. They're gangsters yeah. just getting away with everything. We need to get the RICO Act on them. Ironically, this police state and this story is told in the film, it began as a bipartisan sort of thing. Why? Because after 9-11, a lot of people, including people on the right, were, me included, were like, hey, we got to, you know, we got to do something different. We got to give the government these enhanced surveillance powers. We've got to empower them to go after these Islamic terrorists who are trying to kill us. Now, we did this in a well-intentioned way. We did not realize that these exact same powers, once handed to government, could be redeployed and now used against patriots and Republicans and conservatives and Christians. That didn't happen immediately. It happened maybe a decade later, starting under Obama, now escalating under Biden. But what the police agencies of government became very good at in the immediate aftermath of 9-11 is the art of framing people. Now, you know, again, if, if I talked about this five years ago, people would be like, Dinesh, you're crazy. The U.S. government doesn't frame people. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, uh, well, what happened is the, the, the police agencies of government, not just the FBI, by the way, but the DHS, the newly created Department of Homeland Security, these people were getting oceans of cash. And so they, this was all intended to prevent other 9-11s. But guess what? No other 9-11s were happening. Amazingly, it could be that U.S. bombings in Afghanistan, U.S. targeting of al-Qaeda abroad had immobilized those operations, so they couldn't do it anymore. So suddenly the FBI, the DHS were like, hmm, this is a problem because all these rivers of cash are going to dry up. They're going to go away. We need to start going into a new business. It's called manufacturing terrorism. Now, again, this to some people, even today, will be like, crazy, Dinesh, they don't do that. Yeah, they do. And the way they do it is they find like three Syrian guys at NYU or Berkeley, you know, and these guys are leftists, they're radicals. They're like, oh, we hate America and stuff, but they can't do anything. They're just bloviating. But then the FBI gets an idea and they're like, okay, let's plant some informants. And these informants are typically students. They're, they're peers. And these guys then go to these guys and they go, hey, man, you're doing a lot of big talking about jihad and stuff. Why don't you join Al-Qaeda? Why don't you join ISIS? And the guy's like, well, I can't join ISIS, man. How would I join ISIS? Well, guess what? They're having a training camp in Pakistan next spring. Yeah, but I don't have a passport. I don't have any money. I live with my mom. No problem. We'll get you a passport. You have $700? Okay, we'll give you another $500. That way you'll have $1,000. You can buy a round-trip ticket. Here's what I'm getting at. They take people who might be big talkers, maybe even terrorist wannabes, but they're not terrorists. They don't have any ability to do that. And the FBI lures them into it, and then they show up at JFK to board a plane, busted, arrested, the media is there, the FBI is like, we're amazing, we just, we just uncovered this plot against America. So think about what's going on here. It's a scam on the Congress, and it's a scam on the American people. And then Congress goes, oh yeah, we need to keep the rivers of cash flowing because these people are doing an amazing job protecting the homeland. It's all a charade. So the FBI perfected this after 9-11. Now they used exactly the same playbook with the Whitmer kidnapping. Uh, they've used the same playbook with 9-11. They are in the business of creating the crimes that they then purport to solve. Yeah, it, and there is no doubt that they have perfected that system. They get the rivers of cash, and to maintain that, they have to create cases. Uh, Steve Friend, Kyle Serafin, Sonia Labosco, uh, they were in your film with uh, Cameo Rose and did an amazing job. You have a way of picking talent that I'm very impressed with and people that are in the know. We've had all of, this, all of them on this show. But what's incredible is to hear the stories of the government waste. I mean, we've got border agents down there acting like glorified sandwich chefs for the illegal immigrants. 
Uh, meanwhile, we have planes that are at risk coming in from what we would consider high-risk locations with no air marshals on board because they're too busy making ham sandwiches. Let me ask you this. You know, you, you not only are a great documentarian, in my opinion, based on what I've seen so far of your product you've created, but you're also a great marketer. You know, you just had that party at Mar-a-Lago and you assembled the who's who of the social media well, uh, influencer conservative world. We weren't Except there. George, so. was, George wasn't there. George we, and we. I wasn't there. But. Yeah. We're <laughs> but busy. You, I saw the lineup of who you had there and I was very impressed. Now, of course, you've got access, but that takes a lot of work to coordinate that many people at one event. Well, part of it is that we, we try to do everything, you know, well. And by that, I mean... It's, it's hard on our side, I'll be honest, because if you're a liberal, you're making a, you're making a documentary on the leftist side really easy. Michael Moore will go to a studio, I want to make a documentary about guns. They're like, here's $10 million. You go make the film. <laughs> Michael Moore says, I made the film. They're like, okay, relax. Uh, on Monday, you're going to be on The View. On Tuesday, Stephen Colbert. On Wednesday, you're going to be on uh, the, on, on, uh, uh, the uh, NBC News. Then you'll be on Face the Nation on the weekend. In other words, the pathway is all smooth for you. On our side, you have to have legal expertise. You got to know how to raise money. You know how to have to know how to make a really good film. And then you got to be a really good marketer. So think about it. Typically, people who have money are not that creative. People who are creative don't have money. And so you've got people who can do one or two of those things. But to make a film successful, you have to do all of them extremely well. Yes. Uh, and so over the years, we have gotten better. And um, and it's it's coming to understand the art of filmmaking. Filmmaking is not a kind of heavy-handed messaging. People don't go to the theater to get like a dose of like, you know, talking points. Mm -hmm. uh, film has to be engaging, entertaining. It has to have plot, narrative, suspense, drama, climax. All mm -hmm. the elements that you see in a good fiction film need to be present also in a nonfiction film. And, uh, and then the marketing on top of that. So, so yeah, we, we, we raise money so that we can do this stuff first class in a really good way. Um, and we don't skimp on it. We have really nice events. And so people want to come to them. And, uh, and we get the word out in a big way. And part of what I think has been really gratifying is I can go to investors and I tell them, listen, you give me some money. I'm going to make a really good movie. I'm going to work really hard in the market to get your money back to you so that you can give it to me again to go make the next movie. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I call this recycled philanthropy, and it's the heart of my business plan. <laughs> well, it, it, it's working. Uh, just curiosity, how many people have viewed the film so far, Police State, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. Uh, Police State has been viewed uh, in the theaters by, uh, I would say, about 150,000 people, and now it's just gone into streaming and DVD. So we're probably at about a half a million people now. Uh, we want to we want to be at you know ten million people. Two thousand meals was seen by about twenty million people. You're right. Uh, and it had a kind of electric energy to it. Uh, it was a little bit of a hail mary pass. This film is more like running the ball, but the people who see the film are like blown away by it. I mean, if you, I was in the theater. I, people were like shaking, hugging complete strangers, talking to people you don't know as you're leaving the theater. So I'm convinced that this film is going to have long legs. It also is not a topic that's going away anywhere soon. Every day there's new material I could have put in the film had I known about it. Latest yeah. piece of January 6th tapes. So it ties into so much that's going on. And most importantly, it provides an explanatory framework. And it's also, it's show not tell, right? See, you and I can talk about the police state all day. And uh, there'll be Americans who go, well, you know, the, I haven't heard the FBI helicopter over my lawn. I don't really get it. It's like me telling someone I grew up in India. They're like, yeah, but they don't really know what it's like. But if I show them, you know what? Here's a video of my house that I grew up in. There, there's me at 10 years old. Uh, there's me walking down the street, and those are the street vendors that are selling fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. There's my school. They're like, oh, well, now I have a little bit of a feel. So a movie has the beauty and benefit of being able to show you so you not only understand intellectually, but you sort of grasp it emotionally. You feel it. You experience it. You know, Lance, you know what I say? Like, all these liberal, crazy protesters, what we should do is in, in, in plane loads, put them in China and North Korea for a few months. Let them experience <laughs> what it is like there. Maybe they'll appreciate what they have here and change their tune. Yeah, because yeah there's a lot of that, George. Right. I agree. Like, when you brought up the J6, they started releasing the videos, but yet the whole time McCarthy could have done this and, and more 
Republicans could have spoken up to get these tapes out from the from the get go, but they haven't. Yeah, like what what is why? Because Lance, we say you say this all the time because a uniparty. It's, it's a, a uniparty. It's all a show. That's it. It is all for show. You've got one group that is more active and does more of what I would consider the nefarious decisions and, and uh, narratives out of D.C. And then you've got the other group that likes to stomp their feet. We're going to do something. Oh, this is awful. I can't believe it. Nothing ever happens. We never get impeachments because there's a lack of accountability in D.C. There is no accountability. There are no consequences. I have to ask you this, and this leads me to this consequences. Have you become a police state target? You know, we get targeted all the time on X. You know, I get death threats. I get, we get comments after the shows that we're scum and they hate us and everything else. Do you feel like, because I saw uh, an article that we actually reposted out of the Gateway Pundit where they had actually frozen a marketing account of yours on a wire that you made for over $100,000. Has there been more of that? Do you think you're being surveilled? Do you hear clicks on your phone? Do you see people taking photos of you? Do you feel that you've now made yourself a police state target? Without a doubt. I mean, we, we set up a website for this movie, uh, policestatefilm.net. That's, by the way, where you can screen the movie, you know, buy DVDs and so on. But uh, we hired a web company to do it. And then a week later, we get a call from this web guy. And he's like, one of our guys uh, who is the who hosts the server for this website uh, has been visited by the FBI. An FBI agent leaves a card at this guy's door. And he's a young guy, you know, basically contact me immediately. Um, and so this guy is freaking out because he's like, what did I do? Uh, so we immediately have a lawyer call the FBI and they pretend like it's a go, oh, nothing. It's a coincidence. It's nothing to do with the movie. You know? <laughs> um, so then we're like, you know, okay, maybe so let it be. Uh, and then we have the issue with the wire. We send a wire for a hundred grand to Salem media. It's very benign. We're buying ads and it is intercepted by the Biden treasury department. Now it's intercepted by this group called OFAC. And again, I never heard of it, but I look it up. OFAC is the Office of Foreign Asset Control. They're supposed to be intercepting money for like international drug trafficking or money for international terrorism or money that's going somehow to countries under U.S. sanctions. And I'm like, what does this have to do with us? Nothing. They're just messing with us. So I actually called John O'Connor, who's a lawyer in the movie. Uh, he's a former federal prosecutor. He goes, Dinesh, I guarantee you I'll get your money back. But to be honest, it could be months because these guys just sit on it. And so you're not going to be able to have the use of it when you need it. Um, but then I got an idea. And this is, by, by the way, these are the ways we fight back against the police hitting small things as well as big, is I call a friend of mine who works at Newsweek. And that guy calls up OFAC and he goes, please give me a public statement on you confiscating basically Dinesh D'Souza's money. Um, why did you do that? So yeah. then they freak out. And the next day, they quietly redeposit the money in the account. They don't call Newsweek back. They don't make a statement. It's just like busted. Okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna back off on this yeah. one. So I live in this world, and and I, and I get advice from very smart people who tell me things like, you know, when you do your tax return, don't do anything without talking to a top-notch tax firm. And if you make any legal move, always consult with a lawyer beforehand because they won't be able to get you on a criminal thing if you go, well, I consulted my lawyer. Well, I took tax advice from a top tax firm. They can still argue with you and disallow your deduction or whatever, but they're not going to be, be able to get you criminally. But think about it. You know, when I was younger, I would not have believed this is the United States of America where I have to assume I am a target for tax prosecution, criminal prosecution, constant FBI surveillance. I will never even say things on text on my phone to my wife that I don't expect to be somehow ferreted out. Other people read it, yeah. misinterpret it. I don't make certain types of jokes because I know that they can be misread uh, in a different or presented to a jury in a completely different context. It's a very, very weird, surreal America we're living in. And part of my, 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 my job with the film is to tell Americans, don't feel safe. I mean, if the FBI comes to your door, do not speak to them. You know, don't take this kind of naive antelope attitude, which is sort of the, you know what, I'll, I'll explain. I'll clear the whole thing up. Let me just, you know, tell you what's really going on. They don't want to know what's going on. They're looking to pin something on you. And so you need to zip it up and tell them, contact my lawyer. Yeah, you know, I, I joke back and forth with Roger Stone, and we both have that edgy, back east sense of humor. And I 
I have to resist sometimes because I want to say something extra edgy and I hold myself back simply because, again, I agree with you. I won't engage in certain conversations. I, if I talk to Joel Oltman or somebody else, I'm very resistant to engaging and I especially won't engage with anything online. It's funny, though, how you, we've gotten to this point, right? We're supposed to have 1A rights that are supported by 2A. We're supposed to have uh, elected officials that have taken an oath to uphold the Constitution, but yet we know that many of those oaths aren't even effectively uh, executed. They're not on file. They haven't done it at all, which just makes them impersonating government officials. But it's complicated for people that are outspoken. You know, I'm from New York, Fordham Road in the Bronx, and then Westchester County later. Uh, we're used to saying what we really think. At the end of the day, I catch myself being apprehensive, let alone getting suspended. I got suspended on Twitter uh, by the 1.0 staff two minutes and 46 seconds after Donald Trump. So, and it was because of the Italy Gate story I'd come out. So it's it's a very it's a very interesting place we're in, and I think your movie has really brought it to Front Street. And I and I got to tell you, I'm so impressed with the people that you've put in your movies. Uh, Greg Phillips, an incredible expert in his own right, uh, technically sophisticated. George, are we... Whoa. we just lost everybody. Finesse, you there? I think we just lost him. Uh, I'm here. Yeah, hold on. Let I, me yeah. let me fix it. I'm gonna put you on. Just give me a second. Something happened. We're gonna go to commercial break, Dinesh. Give me a second. toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions introducing sea of mud apparel your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural america we were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living let your clothes speak for you embrace quality comfort and the american way shop now at seaofmud.com I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know MyPillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. You are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and hardened criminals too. Today, everyone is being tracked, then profiled, analyzed, and your information used against you sold to the highest bidder or just outright stolen even worse the coming ai state artificial intelligence is now watching you like never before without privacy you have no freedom every patriot every american citizen believes we are a government of the people and by the people not the other way around so the time to act is now reclaim your right to privacy with alias id Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools that deliver dependable results backed by our $1 million privacy protection guarantee against data breach. It's all yours, risk-free for 45 days. 
you have nothing to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom to regain until Big Brother and Big Tech changes for the better and forever. As a former Navy SEAL, I'm wired for direct action. And I know that for this kind of work, especially dealing with cartels, I'd need a team of guys I could depend on for high threat security. Put together what I called the Viper Team. Veterans interdicting pedophile rings. Yeah, welcome back to the Big MIG. I am your host, Lance Miliacho, with George Valentine. We had a little glitch. I'm not sure it wasn't the police state coming after us for exposing the truth bombs that we are. But I'm going to head right back in with Dinesh D'Souza. He is our special guest, a filmmaker, documentarian extraordinaire, uh, and, and an eye for talent. I got to tell you that you have over and over again picked some amazing individuals to be in your docu documentaries. Um, I, I was shocked but I think it was genius on your part, Forgiato Blow, uh, a, a, a musical talent that's had a, a crazy impact on exposing the truth this last year, especially, and the impact of music with the rappers, with the regular musicians that are doing it, social media and cinema. And, and I want to know your thoughts on the effects on geopolitics, national politics and exposing the truth because to me it's come together and it's really waking people up on a much grander scale what are your thoughts on that yeah let me just address it with regard to movies so a movie is an emotional uh event um it is it is it can have intellectual content but it's primarily a visual and an emotional medium really important to recognize because a lot of people on our side who make films they miss that they they see a film as a form of messaging they do a bunch of interviews, they slap a bunch of kind of uh, stock footage and they go, there's my movie. I'm like, no, that's not a movie. People won't go to the theater to watch that. So uh, I'm very careful in trying to find people who are top notch with musical score because when you're watching a movie, almost unconsciously, there's a musical score playing underneath that and it is regulating your emotions as you watch the movie. It's, it's telling you sort of how to feel about what you're seeing. Now with Forgiato Blow, uh, I didn't know his work, to be honest, but after the after 2000 Mules, he came out and made a great rap song on 2000 Mules, and he just pulled random footage from the trailer and stuck it on his song, and I listened to it, and, and my wife is a musician, by the way. She's done CDs. She's like, this stuff wow. is really good. So we connected with Forgiato and said, listen, I'm doing Police State, and uh, we want you to do the song for the closing credits. But... Um, and so Forgiato whipped something together, but of course he hadn't seen the movie and it was actually not that good. We were like, this isn't gonna work. So we're like, Forgiato, hit the, hit the pause button. We're gonna send you the rough cut of the movie. Watch the movie. Uh, I'm gonna pull some phrases from the movie and give them to you and talk to my wife, Debbie. And the second version was like, great. So we were like, yeah, this is what we need. Um, and, um, and then as you notice at the end of the film, uh, Police State, you have, you know, uh, we have a single solitary January 6th political prisoner, and he's singing the national anthem. He's starting it. He's joined by a second guy, a third guy, and then a chorus. But it's not a kind of triumphalist rendition. It is a rendition that combines affirmation and patriotism with a certain kind of deep sadness. So going for that complex mixture of emotions is, if I can put it myself, a killer way to end the movie. And I think it leaves people in a certain kind of daze because they're like, yeah, there's a lot to feel great about America, 
but this is not the America I grew up in. I've got a lot of work to do. And that's exactly the feeling I'm going for, and music can deliver it. Well, you nailed it because we know that music and frequency have a direct impact on people's souls, right? And, and the way that they uh, react to emotional events, whether it be art, music, movies. Uh, listen, so there's a, this is a section of the show where we like to take current events and we just bullet point them to you and you give us your thoughts. So, uh, George, throw up media too. We'll open with that. And then we'll give you a chance. We want to make sure we cover your website and some of the other places they can find I have find his website you. ready to go up too, Lance. Okay. So the right-wing Avengers at UFC. Dinesh, your thoughts? Well, it, um, it italicizes for me that although there are a lot of guys in the race, there's only one guy who could do that kind of entrance. Uh, Trump has a larger-than-life quality, which Reagan had. I noticed that when you have a ballroom, Reagan walks in the room, 500 heads turn. Um, yeah. And that is a rare quality. Very few people have that. Uh, lots of other politicians walk in the room. It's like, uh, nobody cares. They keep talking. Uh, but having that larger-than-life aspect is part of the great appeal of Trump. Uh, and I don't think it's something that you can... Uh, I don't even know if it's something you're born with or if it's something that's cultivated. Obviously, Reagan was a movie actor. And to a degree, he was performing on a stage, which is to say, in this case, a ballroom, but uh, that's what really struck me when I see Trump making these entrances and the crowd going wild. Yeah, incredible. Your thoughts on a Trump, a Trump Tucker ticket? We like to call it TNT. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that ticket as vice president and presidential candidate? Really out there, uh, outlandish, uh, wild idea. Um, I, I do think that Trump needs to mix it up, and I don't know if it's Tucker. Uh, you know, I'm, this is not kind of my thing: is who's up and who's down and who's the right. A person, but I will say that uh, that so much is on the line next year that I think that um, we well, we certainly don't need a Mike Pence type. Uh, God. I don't think Trump picked him last time. <laughs> we need uh, a fighter. Know, we need Trump another is, fighter, Dinesh. Trump has learned a lot since the first time. I think even he underestimated the depth of corruption of the police state, but yeah. he now knows it because he's on the receiving end of it. Uh, and so yeah. he's the one guy that I think will know what to do if he gets back in. Lance, All I got right. a question. Dinesh, yes. would you consider a cabinet position if Trump offered you one? And which one? Uh, would I like? would. Uh, I am not interested in any of that. And I'll tell you why. Because I am in a niche right now in the culture that I say to myself, if I get out of it, it's an, it becomes a vacuum. It's a little bit of a hole. So, you know, and I say this to myself, even like if someone invites me to speak at like the local GOP, I go, look, I'm, I'm a good speaker. I can give a good speech, but I can think of 10 other guys who can do it. So I can think of 10 yeah. other guys who would be who could fill that cabinet position. But doing the kind of stuff I do in the front line of the culture with films, with with speeches, with all the stuff I'm doing, social media, I, I think like I'm, I'm putting my talents to full use. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, I agree with that thought process. Gavin Newsom's, Newsom's San Francisco cleanup. What a shocking disrespect for California. I'm offended by what he's done and I don't live in California. The fact that the city was covered with CCP flags and not USA flags prior to this event, human feces, syringes, drug addicts, theft, burglaries, destruction of property, rampant. How do you feel about what Newsom had to say to the public when he came out and said, well, yeah, of course we cleaned up for these world leaders? I mean, think of it so telling that you have elected leaders in a democratic society telling people that the impression that they make on a foreign dictator who is an adversary of the United States is more important than the way that their own citizens live. I mean, if anything could be a confession that our democracy is in complete breakdown, that our leaders don't really care about people, they are serving other masters. I mean, think about it, you know, to, to generalize beyond Newsom, think of a typical congressman in D.C., now, ask yourself this question. What does he care more about? A $50 contribution from some hardworking guy in his district or 500000 from Raytheon or Lockheed Martin or Boeing to vote for a, another $100 million, if not $10 billion, to go to Ukraine? Uh, and when, when you think about it that way, you realize who these people are really beholden to. Yeah, 100%. We know that BlackRock was there at that event. They had one of the VIP sets, seats right at the table with the CCP leadership. Uh, pretty incredible when you start looking at it from that perspective. I'm, I'm offended. 
Clay Higgins, Ghost Buses, which is something that you probably could have had in this film. They brought FBI informants, FBI members of the FBI, it looks like, and other agencies to Washington, D.C. on J6. And these people were dressed up as, obviously, MAGA. It looks like Clay Higgins, Higgins has the goods because he supposedly has even geo-tracking of these individuals heading back to the FBI facilities with their IDs and going in and out. That's just tracking the cell phones that were on the buses. What are your thoughts slowly, on this? Slowly but surely, the full story of January 6th is coming out. I'm very proud of the fact that in the film, we have a very fresh way to think about January 6th. And a lot of times, the way to break free of a narrative is to bust the premise. So the premise of January 6th, as delivered by, say, the media, by the January 6th committee, is that there was a proceeding going on that the Trumpsters wanted to stop. And that was the certification of the election. But when you really think about it, what was going on, the process that, that was underway, that was stopped because of the people going into the Capitol was not the certification of the election, but the questioning of the election. Now, what motive did the Trumpsters have to stop that? None at all. In fact, they wanted that process to continue. That's why they went to DC. But there was there's somebody else who wanted that process to be stopped. Who wanted to stop the questioning of the election? Nancy Pelosi did, uh, uh, Chuck Schumer did, the Democrats Schiff, did. Adam so right away, we have a motive. But the, we've been looking in the, for a motive in the wrong place. It's not the motive of the Trumpsters. It's the motive of the Democrats to forever shut down the inquiry into who rigged and stole the 2020 election. And they were successful in doing that by luring people into the Capitol, then pronouncing this insurrection, uh, you know, takeover of the U.S. government. And again, one of the questions I innocently pose in the movie, or maybe not so innocently, is I go, look, Let's say that the Trumpsters have taken over the building, all the cops left. Are they now the new U.S. government? Are they going to be appointing ambassadors, signing treaties, meeting with Xi themselves, making laws? Nonsense. So the idea that this was some attempt to take over the government is on the face of it ludicrous. Yeah, I agree. J6 tapes finally released. What are your thoughts on that? I've started to just see a few of the new tapes, footage we've never seen before. Uh, and you can just watch the left-wing meltdown because you're seeing cops actually un uncuffing a protest. I saw that. Shaking hands with them, uh, kind of guiding them in. Uh, and so think about it. If this was really some sort of insurrection, I mean, here's the dog that has embarked. Did you ever see a single cop with a bullhorn say to these guys, you cannot be in this building. You have to leave now. No. This is not allowed. That was never said. There's no such video. And that, that right there tells you a whole lot about what really happened on January 6th. Okay, last item. The word is that the Colorado ruling is going to go against Trump, and that's on that case concerning taking him off the ballot. Uh, I'm happy to tell you that. We are in? I'm happy to tell you that that having looked at social media during the last commercial, you are wrong. Trump Trump has won that case. He ah, is going to be on excellent. the ballot, so he is he has won now in Michigan and in Colorado and New Hampshire. Uh, that's uh, that is a police state tactic that has been thwarted. I'm happy to say. Also, Man, New, also New Hampshire Thank too. Thank you for sharing that. That's but, great. But wait, hold on. You got to add New Hampshire because he won in New Hampshire. They tried to take him off the ballot there too. So. Yeah, that's, that's good news. Well, that's great news because it's actually in my state. I'm in a liberal hellhole. I'm located here in Denver. Okay, give our listeners some advice, and then I want you to share where people can find to watch this great movie, where they can get your Lance, books, I'm what they up. can do to follow you. Oh, here's your here's your uh, here's the website. Yep. Yeah, the website is key because we're being blocked. Walmart and, and, and Amazon won't let us sell DVDs. I mean, think about this, how crazy this is. We're trying to sell a movie. There's not been a single fact check. Nobody's challenged a single thing in the movie. Yet Amazon and, 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 and Walmart are like, we have the power to do it, so we're not going to let you sell your product. So the website is the one-stop shop. It's policestatefilm.net. It is streaming on three or four platforms. You can, by the way, stream it onto any device, including your big screen TV and dvds this is a great way to share the message holidays coming up stocking stuffers so oh, yeah. police state film.net see there it is you can stream you can buy dvds and uh, the website is the place to go so we'll watch it this on. weekend there you go and where can they find you on uh, give them all your social media accounts and other ways they can find your books where the easiest place is to buy any one of the 20 books 
which is a big number, 20 books, I'm going to say it again, <laughs> can buy um, one of your 20 books. My books are pretty much, uh, you know, uh, barnesandnoble.com, uh, Amazon. You can buy my books there. Um, you can find my films on Apple iTunes. You can find them also uh, on Amazon Prime. Uh, and um, I, you can follow me all over social media. At Dinesh D'Souza is my handle on X. I do a daily podcast. It's on uh, Rumble and YouTube in video. It's on Apple and uh, Google and Spotify in audio. Uh, but but start with the film. I mean, that is that is the product of my best work right now. It's a very cinematic film. In fact, more cinematic than 2,000 Mules and a very powerful film. So watch it and then check out the other stuff that, you know, I've got videos on YouTube of me skirmishing with students during lectures I've done on campuses. There's a lot of great stuff out there, but policestatefilm.net is the place to start. Give our listeners one bit of advice how not to become a target of the police state. Well, ironically, and this is a kind of a counterintuitive advice, you may think like, okay, I better go into anonymity. I better like never, uh, you know, I, I don't even want to go get Dinesh's film because I'm, you know, I'm scared and stuff. <laughs> no, the truth of it is, and this is a weird thing, you're safest in a weird way on the front line. I mean, if, 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 if someone came and arrested me tomorrow, it would be, nothing could be more obvious about why they would do it. And so they're not gonna do it. They're, they're a little scared because I'm too much out front. I'm too obviously associated as a public critic of the police state. So the police state is like, let's try to block this guy kind of quietly, maybe a cyber attack on his website if we can pull <laughs> that off, you know, siphon off his funds. But in every case, I'm like onto them. I'm like, okay, you try that. I've got four countermeasures I'm gonna put on you right away. Uh, and we'll see who comes out on top at the end. So the bottom line of it is, this is our window to block and thwart and roll back the police state. Look, I fully admit when, the, when we're in a full-fledged police state, I can't make a movie called Police State. When a full-fledged police state, I'll be looking to get out, to get my family out, get my money out. At that point, all you can do is run. So we don't want to get to that point. We don't want to be the Gulag Archipelago. We want to be America, and that means stopping the police state. Um, gotcha. I, yeah, Lance, I got one one important question, but one thing you just said, I don't run. I don't like running. So you have a message of hope for everybody out there because we're, we're going into our next year into our election cycle, and we still really haven't gotten further with fixing our elections. We have, you have the evidence, we have the evidence. So anything, any ray of hope, any, anything to say? I mean, what I have to say, and I'm saying this to the Trump campaign, and I'm saying this to the RNC, and I'm saying this to anybody who listen, uh, and that is, look, if you want to stop what I showed in 2000 Mules, there is a very simple way to stop it cold. And that is to insist, and this is in the election rules. You're not asking for anything exotic. You don't need to pass a law. It's already there. 24 hour surveillance on every Dropbox. Just do that because you can't. Some people are like, I want to get rid of all the drop boxes. No, a lot of this is decided at the state level. There will be drop boxes, at least in some states. So, my point is, it's in the election laws and the rules that you need 24 hour surveillance. We live in a society where you have every parking lot is under surveillance, every mall. There's no reason you cannot have this. It's very easy for the RNC and for the Trump campaign to accomplish this goal. If they don't do it, then they deserve to be. They deserve to have the election stolen because because it's kind of like saying, "Here's a camera, install it, and if anyone comes to rob your house, you're going to have them on camera. They'll be busted right sure. away." Uh, so if you then go, "I don't want a camera. I'm going to make sure I don't have a camera." Well, you're an idiot. You're begging to be robbed because I'm giving you the way to stop it. So I'm. This is a very simple, like one. If I had to say one thing. I would say put eyes on all the drop boxes and that will scare away the mules. They might try to cheat other ways. I'm not saying that they we don't have to be on guard seven other ways, but this particular way exposed in 2000 mules can be busted in this simple way. I think that's great advice. Listen, we know, I know you're out of time. We want to thank you so very much for joining us. And we know how busy your schedule is. We appreciate you being a guest on The Big Mig Show, Dinesh. Obviously, when the next movie, we know you've probably already got one up your sleeve. When that next one comes out, we'd love to be part of promoting that for you. And we're definitely going to tell all our listeners and subscribers, we'll post after the fact, to head over to the website, watch it on download, buy a DVD for your conservative relatives, and buy some of those DVDs for your liberal relatives. It's time to expose the truth. You've done an amazing job, and we really appreciate everything you're doing in this fight. 
Thank you so much. That means a lot. And um, and I will certainly be in touch about future projects. Yeah, we'd, love, Thank we'd you. love to help you out any way we can. And Dinesh, I know I said this on break, but we have to say it on air for our, for our listeners. You're now Big Big Mafia. Now you can't leave. So embrace it. And I'm, I'm, I know you have to go. I'm known for kidnapping, but I'm going to let you live today and let you uh, go to the missus. Tell her, uh, give her our blessings and give blessings to that little granddaughter of yours. Thank you yeah. so much. We're Thanks, fighting, for, we're fighting for kids Stay like that. Don't Thank forget you. to follow us on social media, too. The Big Mig on Rumble, Locos, The Big Mig Show on Twitter, Lance Miliacho on Twitter, G Balancing on Twitter. Then it's Lance Miliacho, George Balantine, and The Big Mig on Getter, True Social, Gab, everywhere else. Thank you, guys. Have a blessed weekend. We'll see you all on Monday. Lance, what do we got coming on Monday? We got Tommy uh, Tommy Robinson coming on Monday, Tommy right? Tommy Robinson coming in from the UK on Monday. And got, who do we got, got Tuesday? Stuff. Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, Tuesday, we've got uh, David Clemens. All right. We got a packed week for you guys next week. We're God bless. We're rocking and rolling, baby, all week. Don't miss an episode. Get over to Rumble and subscribe. Thank you so Mary, very much. God bless America. George, take us out. Lance, wait, one more thing. What is that shirt you're wearing? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this is from Siberian Kitten and her group. Okay. SK Graphics. All right, got it. Good. Have a good night. <laughs> Thanks, man. Or your most rugged excursions. Introducing the Sea of Mud Apparel. Your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue-collar it was cool to say you were broke. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. I'm excited, I'm excited to, to announce that we're having, having our biggest Christmas, Christmas sale, sale ever. ever. You get you our get brand, brand new six-piece six tights, tights for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforts, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know MyPillow products make for the perfect Christmas Gifts, gifts. So I'm going to so extend, extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. 2024. So, go so go to mypillow.com my now or call the number on your screen. screen. Use your Use promo your code, code to get a huge, huge discount on all my pillow products. products. For, example, For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. You, you are, are in danger. They are watching you. Big Brother, Big Tech, and Harvey Criminals, criminals too. Today, Today everyone, everyone is being tracked and profiled, analyzed, and more information used against, against you, sold to the highest bidder, bidder, or just, or just outright, outright stolen. stolen. Even worse, Even worse, the coming AI, AI state, state artificial, artificial intelligence, intelligence is now, is now watching you like never, never before. Without, Without privacy, privacy, you have you no have freedom. freedom. Every, every patriot, patriot, every American, American citizen believes we, we are a government, government of the people, people and by the people, people. Not, not the other the way, way, way around. So the time, so the time to act is now. now. Reclaim, Reclaim your right, your right to, privacy to privacy with Alias ID. Learn more, Learn more at aliasid.com and try these powerful and proven tools, tools that deliver dependable results backed, backed by our $1 million dollar privacy, privacy protection, protection guarantee against, against data, data breach. It's all it's yours, yours. risk-free risk for 45 days. days. You have you nothing, have nothing to, lose, to lose but a lifetime of privacy and freedom, and freedom to regain. To regain. Until, Until Big Brother, Big Brother and, Big, and Tech Big Tech changes, changes for the better, better and forever. And forever.
Especially, especially deal with cartels. cartels. I'd need a I'd team of guys, guys I can pin off for high threat security. Put together what I call the, the Viper Team. Veterans, Veterans and their dignity, dignity pedophile files. No, no, no.